This is Real Health Chats, real talk about health issues important to you and your family. I'm Dr. D. And I'm Becky, the doctor's wife. Welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Health Chats. This is episode 15. Today we're going to be talking about healthy eating. I'm Dr. D. And I'm Becky, the doctor's wife. And we're glad you're here. We are glad you're here. It's the new year. The last couple of weeks we've talked about things like setting SMART goals to help set you up for great success. That was in episode 13. In episode 14, we talked about some basics of exercise to help you prepare for whatever exercise program you might have set a resolution to take on. And now we're going to talk about eating. Yes, because many of us have healthy eating as a goal in the new year, sometimes every new year. (laughs) Well, let's be honest. For most people, it's not really a goal to eat healthy, right? It's a goal to lose weight. True. Very true. Those should go hand in hand, but they don't always. They don't always. Sometimes we're much more concerned with the weight loss than what we're eating. Correct. So today we want to focus a little bit on the healthy eating aspect of it, and we want to talk about some different diet plans that are out there. We're not going to endorse any particular thing, but we do want to give information. Before we get into all of that, I know there are some other things to consider. So what are some other factors besides just what we eat that we have to think about? What do you mean? Well, There's some basics of how many calories we should take in, things like that. Okay. So maybe we should talk just a few minutes about some basics of our metabolism. Okay. That might be a good place to start. So in general, we think about weight loss or weight gain about either calorie deficit or calorie excess. So typically, our weight is the sum of the calories that we take in and the calories that we burn through just everyday activity. So there's a basic metabolic rate that is responsible for just keeping us alive. It's the amount of energy our body needs to just maintain itself in a live state. That need increases or decreases depending on our activity level. But we all have a a basic amount of energy that we need to survive. So a general rule of thumb to figure that is to take your body weight and multiply that times 100. So if a person weighs 200 pounds, you multiply that times 100, you get 2,000. So in general, that person would need about 2,000 calories a day to maintain their body weight. Like I said, that's just a rule of thumb. That's just in general. And that number is just for maintaining a weight, not for losing or anything like that. Right. It will vary depending on a person's activity level. So somebody who's really active, it's going to take more calories to maintain their weight of 200. For somebody who's not active at all, it may take a little less calories to maintain the weight of 200 pounds. So the other aspect when we think about losing weight is we need to run at a calorie deficit. And what that means is that we burn more calories than we take in. And in general, a calorie deficit of 500 a day equals about a pound of weight loss a week. So let's go with this person that's 200 pounds. Right. 
they wanted to lose a pound a week, they would need to take in 1,500 calories instead of 2,000. Correct. If their activity level is the same. Okay. So if you add exercise in, then you're burning a few more calories. So if you're burning more calories, you can eat a little bit more, but the deficit needs to be about 500. Okay. So yeah, all things being equal, you cut down 500 calories a day, then you should lose a pound a week. Now, notice I said should, even though it would make total sense if the math added up and calories in minus calories out would equal weight loss. There's a lot more factors at play in the human body than that. Age is an important determinant of metabolic rate. So as we age, our metabolism slows down about 2% per decade. And there are other factors that are important too. Medication sometimes play a role. And for some people, the calorie thing just, just doesn't add up. When I've done more intense exercising, I've had trouble with figuring out the right amount of calories for me because sometimes... If I get too low in my caloric intake, then I stop losing weight too, even though I'm exercising a lot. So I think it is a balance game sometimes, and you have to figure it out. It is a balance game, and it's very individualistic, even though these are general rules of thumb. The other thing to remember here with what we're talking about is, you know, we're talking about eating healthy, healthy lifestyle. We're not just talking about losing weight. We want to emphasize health and being healthy. Okay, but it's January and we all want to lose weight. So let's talk a little (laughs) bit about what to do about losing weight. Well, let's do that because there are health benefits to losing weight. Right. Yes. Let's focus on that. We want to be healthy. A lot of us, a lot of us (laughs) would benefit from losing some weight. So let's talk about some of the ways that might be able to help a person lose some weight. Before we talk about any specific plans, I just want to give my perspective as a physician on what we think about maybe nutrition and diet and things. Because the, the medical perspective is, you know, we're looking for healthy lifestyle. We want people to be healthy, not necessarily be on a, a certain type of diet or eating plan. Well, I really want to get to the losing weight part. <laughs> right. But I know that we've talked about from a doctor's perspective, healthy eating and healthy lifestyle leads to better health overall. So let's talk a little bit about the difference in healthy eating versus just a diet and the importance of healthy eating from your perspective. Okay, sure. So from a medical practitioner's perspective, you know, we think about a person's overall health and their overall risk of developing things like heart disease. We do know that what we eat plays a major role in our overall health, and it impacts things like diabetes and high blood pressure and heart disease and strokes and kidney problems. So our goal should be to eat a healthy diet that's rich in the nutrients and vitamins and minerals that we need and not overemphasize maybe one particular diet plan. Now, I do want to say that there are diet plans out there that can help people lose weight. And if a person is overweight or obese, they definitely need to lose weight in order to get healthier. So if some of these diet plans can help a person lose weight and then maintain a healthy lifestyle, that's certainly the goal. That makes sense. Are there some diet plans that are 
designed more for overall healthy eating and sustainability that's not necessarily a weight loss plan? Oh, that's a really good question. And there are a couple of eating plans that have been shown to reduce cardiac risk factors, and that's the Mediterranean lifestyle or Mediterranean diet and a DASH eating diet. Both of these emphasize healthy fats, lean proteins, whole grains, low sugar, and low sodium. So on these eating plans, a person would be eating lots of fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, especially fish on the Mediterranean diet, healthy fats like olive oil, avocados, and lots of nuts. I've never heard of the DASH plan. The DASH diet was developed as a way to help treat hypertension. So it's the diet that's recommended for people who have high blood pressure. And one of the main focuses of it is low sodium intake. Okay, now let's talk about what we all want to know about losing weight. <laughs> we'll get healthy later. Let's lose weight now, right? Well, losing weight is part of being healthy for a lot of people. So I think they go hand in hand. I'm certainly not an expert on weight loss. But we will talk about some of these different eating plans and how they can maybe fit into a healthy lifestyle. And once again, we're not endorsing any of these plans. I can honestly say that I've tried many of these plans. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought it might be good to talk about the different types of plans if you're considering something very specific for weight loss. Yes, and then another thing that's really important to remember is there's no magic bullet for weight loss. There's no one ideal thing. We're going to be talking about different types of eating plans, and they all work to help people lose weight. One might work better for you than another. So it's important to evaluate these things and see what would fit into a healthy lifestyle for you before you make a decision. It's also important to visit with your doctor before you start any type of diet or exercise plan to make sure it'll be healthy for you and it's something that would work with any medications that you might be on. The other thing I want everybody to know is that most of these plans have actually been studied scientifically. They've been evaluated compared with each other, compared with a balanced diet eating plan. And overall, there's not one that's been shown to be better than another when they're studied scientifically. In all of these plans, the thing that's consistent is they help people get to a calorie deficit. So people are eating less calories and that's how they lose weight. It's not the magic bullet of the specific plan that's helpful. That's why there are so many eating plans out there. And that's why one can work for one person, but not for another. But another person might try a different one and it'll work. And like you said, we should talk to our doctors. We should consider things like medications we take, allergies that we have, and even how much time and preparation we're willing to put in. Yeah, true. Because some of the plans require a lot of cooking, which also means a lot of cleaning. <laughs> right. And a lot of shopping. Right. And sometimes that's more than we're willing to invest. Well, and another good example, and this is obvious, it makes total sense, but you've got to consider your individual health needs too. A person who is gluten intolerant is probably not going to do well on a super low-fat diet 
that requires lots of carbohydrates because it might just be hard to do. True. So, you know, there's many things to consider here. Like Becky said, we're not endorsing a particular plan. We just want to present some information and help people understand what some of these different diets are, what they mean, and then help you make an informed decision if this is something that you feel like you need to do. Well, let's go ahead and start talking about some of the different plans. What do you want to start with? Okay, let's start this by talking about a diet called the balanced nutrient low calorie diet. I've never heard of that. (laughs) Well, it's not really called that, right? right? So that just means you're getting a healthy balance of the different macronutrients, fats, carbohydrates, proteins, and you're eating low calorie. So you get your calorie deficit by eating less. Okay. So this is a diet that someone can just do on their own by cutting their portion sizes down, eating less frequently, not eating out, those things will all help reduce total calorie intake. And tracking what you're eating so you kind of know. So that's keeping track of what you're eating and paying attention to the calories and the nutrients and things like that. So tracking is really important because it really helps someone know what they're eating and how many calories they're getting. I know I've always done better at maintaining a healthy weight or losing weight when I've tracked. Yeah, and there are commercial plans out there that would fall into this category. Okay. So you lose weight because you eliminate certain bad foods, like lots of sugars, and then you're getting a healthy balance of other nutrients and lower calorie. And this works well. This is a healthy diet. Mediterranean diet and DASH diet would fall into this category. And you would lose weight, not because you're eating a Mediterranean diet, but because you're cutting down on calories, but you're eating healthy foods. You're getting all the nutrients that you need. Okay. What about a diet plan that is one of the most popular right now? Low carb or ultra low carb, sometimes known as a keto type diet. So yes, this is a very popular diet plan and people get in a calorie deficit by not eating carbohydrates. So carbohydrates are things like sugars, sugary foods, starchy foods, grains, potatoes, corn, beans, things like that. So they take in less carbohydrates and typically more protein and fats sometimes. Yeah, so you have to make up those nutrients by eating other foods. Most of the weight loss seen by eating a low-carbohydrate diet is in the calorie deficit that is produced by not eating carbohydrates. So this is a very popular diet. People lose lots of weight on this diet. It tends to do good things to blood sugar levels. So it's a relatively good diet for people who have diabetes to be on. And it also has positive impact on lipid panel like cholesterol. So overall, if it's not taken to the extreme, it's a pretty healthy way to eat and it really helps people lose weight. One of the main problems with this diet is it's hard to maintain because carbohydrates are an important part of our diet. And it's hard to not eat carbohydrates for long periods of time. But to jumpstart a weight loss plan or to eliminate foods that can be bad for you like sugar, this is a good way to get it started and then hopefully integrate healthy carbohydrates into an eating plan to sustain weight loss or maintain a healthy weight. I think sustainability is one of the benefits of the balanced nutrient, low-calorie diet where you're tracking and things like that. It is because most people are eating more of the foods that they like to eat and they enjoy. Right. Okay, so the next one we want to talk about is a low-fat diet. 
So this eliminates calories by decreasing the amount of fat in the diet. There's varying recommendations on how much fat to allow in a low-fat diet. We do need some fat in our diet for healthy cell function. That's good to know. <laughs> and comparing a low-fat diet to a low-carbohydrate diet, the low-fat diet was able to maintain weight loss longer than the low-carbohydrate diet. So when they compared these two diets long-term, people who were on the low-fat diet did better at maintaining their weight loss than people who were on the low-carbohydrate diet. You look surprised by that information. Did the studies say why that was? Yes, that's a really good question. So the reason it worked for longer is because people were able to stay on it longer. It's going back to the sustainability. So while they were, you know, on the strict first part of the diet, they lost about the same amount of weight. And then as people got further and further away, it was easier for people to stay on the low-fat diet than it was the low-carbohydrate diet. So those people maintained the weight loss. Yeah, because who can really live without really yummy breads and things for too long? <laughs> it's hard. It is. But again, not one of these is necessarily better than the other. It depends on what a person is able to maintain and sustain and do. Right. So it's kind of individualized on what would work better. And ultimately, the weight loss is maintained because of the calorie deficit. It's not the specific type of eating plan. So we've talked about low-carb, ultra-low-carb, low-fat, balanced nutrient with a low-calorie, and then there's ultra-low-calorie. Those are typically commercial-type plans. Right. So this would be probably pre-packaged foods that you buy that keep the caloric intake at about 800 to 1,000 calories a day, and that's pretty low-calorie. So when you think about that person we talked about earlier needing 2,000 calories a day and they're eating 1,000, well, they're eating 800 to 1,000 calories a day, so they have a calorie deficit of at least 1,000 calories a day, they're going to lose weight pretty quickly. They're going to lose an average of two pounds a week. So these diets work, but you can imagine that they're hard to stay on for long periods of time. Yes. Just think about only eating, you know, 1,000 calories a day. That's not a lot. And it's difficult for a lot of people to sustain that. Now, it's easier when you have the prefabbed plan, so to speak, and you're eating, you know, at regular intervals, the bars or the shakes or whatever plan you're participating in has. But most people can't do that forever. Right. So that's a good plan to maybe jumpstart weight loss and do it for a month or two or three or six. But eventually people are going to incorporate a more regular diet and the hope is that while you're on a plan like that, you're learning skills and changing behavior so that when you start eating more normal foods, you can maintain your weight loss. And a good plan will also have a way to transition into more normal eating and less prepackaged foods. Yes, and it'll also have some type of support. There may be online groups or a coach or something that helps get through that initial month or two that's really hard and then that transition is very good thought it, it needs to have a good good way to transition back to eating more normally another popular way of eating is paleo and i know many people adopt this as a lifestyle yeah so paleo basically means caveman back to basics basically <laughs> you either have to kill it or pick it <laughs> you don't that's need right. it if you can't kill it or pick it 
So nuts are big in paleo, obviously fruits, vegetables, and good healthy proteins are good in paleo. This eliminates most grains, lots of dairy. You can see if you're eliminating those foods from your diet that the caloric intake is going to be decreased. Right. And then another way of eating, I don't know if it's a diet plan, but another way of eating is intermittent fasting. So this seems to be all the rage now too, right? Kind of right. kind of like with low carbohydrate. And a lot of people are combining low carb eating with intermittent fasting. There's two thoughts on intermittent fasting. One is that you alternate days. So on the fast days, you get two to 300 calories. And then on the eat days, you eat more normally. You're not a glutton, but you're eating what your more normal caloric intake would be. So only two to 300 calories total on a fasting day? Yeah. Wow. So when you average that out, right, if you get 2,000 calories one day and you get 200 calories the next day, you're averaging 1,100 calories a day. Right you know, for a week or two. So I guess that's a way to trick your mind into starving yourself every other day and, <laughs> and burning extra calories. I don't know. And then another popular way to do intermittent fasting is just to eat for a six to eight hour period during the day. And most of the time it's from like 12 to six or 12 to eight during the day. And then you don't eat at all during the other hours of the day. So you basically skip breakfast, would eat a light kind of normal lunch, maybe snack, and then have dinner, and then you don't eat again till the next lunch. Well, I know this has gotten really popular. Yeah, there actually is research being done on this, and some studies are showing that it may improve metabolism a little bit doing this. But most of the weight loss comes from the caloric deficit by not eating for 18 hours a day. Yeah, reducing your intake. Yeah, you reduce your intake and so you reduce your calories and so it helps you lose weight. And that should be the recognizable overall theme to any of these weight loss plans. They all work if you can stay on them. For different people, different yeah. ones work better. They all work, but they work because the calories that a person is eating is decreased. And so it induces a caloric deficit and you're able to lose weight. Well, like I said, I've tried a variety of these. And some of them have worked really well for me in times that I've attempted to lose weight. I'm using one of these types of plans right now to meet my weight loss goals for this year. So we're not going to endorse any particular plan now. But if this works well, maybe we'll be able to. Maybe we will. But one of the things that we've mentioned already is how much having a support system will help you to meet your goals. So that's something to think about as you're choosing a plan, if you're looking into a weight loss plan specific to jumpstart or to work on really losing weight, the things that make plans like this effective are accountability. If you have a way to be accountable, whether it's to other people in a community that are doing the same type of plan, or if you have an accountability partner like me, you could join the accountability program, which we'll talk about at the end of the program today. But having a way to be accountable for what you're doing helps you stay motivated. Well, I have to tell somebody that I've eaten this, or I have to tell somebody that I'm doing great or whatever. Having a great support system. So having a health coach, having a forum that you can 
comment on, like on social media, or get ideas or recipes from. Having the support makes it easier to sustain as well. And also just because plans like this have a system in place. It's usually mapped out for you and you just have to follow the program. Sometimes there's a little more work because you have to think of what you're going to cook or things like that. But there's a system in place and there's a program for you to follow. So I think those are the three things that make choosing a very specific plan helpful. I think that's super advice. And I just want to, I guess, give my own twist to this. As the doctor, I see people every day who struggle with their weight, who struggle with weight gain, with difficulty losing weight. It's discouraging. It's easy to feel like a failure. It's easy to feel like you're never going to accomplish this. There are so many barriers in our way from the foods that are available for us to eat to the difficulty finding time to exercise. And so it's easy to get frustrated and discouraged. So one of the things I like to try and do to help help people in this regard is to focus on the health aspect of it. Don't focus on the weight loss. Focus on being healthy. If you can focus on being healthy and that you're making these choices to be healthy, in time, the weight loss will come. Because if you're eating healthy, then eventually that weight loss will come. It's not going to be fast. Your body has to adjust to these things and get new set points. And it just, it takes time. But it'll happen. If you're focused on health and eating healthy, then the weight loss can definitely happen. The other thing I like to point out to people is they come in and they're discouraged because they only lost one pound or they only lost two pounds. So I like to have people imagine if they've lost three pounds since I've seen them last, to imagine three pounds of butter sitting on their countertop. That's how much weight you lose when you lose three pounds. It's three pounds of fat. It's like that butter. And if you can imagine that, for every one little pound, that's how much you're losing. That's really an accomplishment. That should be very encouraging. It doesn't happen fast, and that's okay. If you focus on being healthy, then this other stuff will sort of take care of itself. That goes into having the right mindset, which I can tell you from personal experience is a real challenge. I'm not denying that one (laughs) bit. And it's very, let me, I want to reiterate too, it's very hard to help people with that mindset in a 10 or 15 minute visit once a month or once every three months or once every six months. The amount of impact I can have personally on this is very small. And so things like you talked about earlier, support groups, social media groups, those things are very important. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast is so that we could offer what it's hard to offer in a short office visit. Right. We'll also be doing an episode on mindset specifically for this, for finding balance in our goals for this year and specifically for weight loss. I think that for many people is the hardest one and it's the hardest hurdle to overcome in our mindset because it doesn't happen quickly. And we really want it to. (laughs) We do. We want it to. You know, we we see ourselves gain weight pretty quick. And it's so hard to understand why it doesn't come off so fast. But again, if we just focus on being healthy, it, it makes all the difference. 
Okay, so if we're gonna focus on that, how can I improve my nutrition or my healthy eating right now? Oh, that's a really good question, and there are some simple things that we can do that will really improve the way we eat and probably lead to weight loss. So here are a few suggestions that we can give you. One way is to eat less processed foods. The foods that come in a package are usually high in sugar, they're high in sodium, they're high in other chemicals, and it's much better to eat a natural food. Another way is to just reduce sugar. So if you're in a habit of eating lots of sweets, reduce that. Those sweets aren't healthy for you, and they're giving you empty calories that just grow to fat storage on your body. One way to reduce sugar is by our soda intake, too. Oh, that's a great point. Sugary drinks or sugar added to our drinks is a huge source of totally empty calories. And if you reduce sugary drinks, including fruit juices, that will really help a lot. Okay, so another recommendation is to have a colorful plate. Now, that doesn't mean the plate needs to be colorful, <laughs> right? I have some pretty plates. The I will food use on them your plate. Weight. <laughs> we should have reds and yellows and greens and oranges on our plate when we're eating. So that means lots of fruits and vegetables. We should eat a good balance of food, increasing our fruit and vegetable intake, along with eating good healthy protein and healthy fats. Another recommendation is to eat slowly. Chew your food good and eat slowly. Slow down when we eat. There's a signal from our stomach to our brain that tells our brain when we're full. And it's real easy to overeat if we eat too fast because our brain doesn't get the signal that our stomach is full. I've heard that if you will put your fork down between bites, take a bite of your food, put your fork or utensil down, chew your food slowly, give yourself time to enjoy it, then pick your utensil yeah. up again and take another bite. And it will be easier for you to feel fuller faster and not overeat because of those signals working because you're taking that pause. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. So the other thing she just said that goes along with this is stopping when we're full. We don't have to clean our plates, right? We're conditioned to that. Eat all your food. We don't have to do that. Stop when you're full. It's okay not to eat everything on your plate. Especially if you're eating out. That's one of oh, the yeah. really hard things. Some tips for eating out when you get your plate of food, it's typically lots of food. Go ahead and cut it in half. Ask for a to-go box to come with your order and go ahead and cut it in half. Take half the food home, have it for lunch the next day, whatever. Restaurant portions are huge. They're huge. We could have a day and a half or two days worth of calories in one sitting at a restaurant if we're not careful. Easily, they're full of butter, fat, sugar, and lots of salt. That's why they taste so good, that, <laughs> right? That's why we like to eat out. That's true. But there are ways to eat out and be more conscious of being a little healthier. Definitely. And then I think the last little bit of advice is to only eat when you're hungry. But lots of us develop habits of stress eating or grazing when we're just bored. So be mindful of that. If you're snacking between meals, ask yourself, am I hungry? Or am I just bored? Why am I eating this? And if you're not hungry, don't eat it. Go get a glass of water or something so that uh, you're not getting calories that you don't really need at that time. Just today, I was like, I am so munchy. I just yeah. have the munchies. I want to eat something. I had no reason. I wasn't right. hungry. We just get in that habit, right? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's all it is. We get a little bored and we just want to eat something. And most of the time when we do that, we don't reach for healthy things either. So if you are hungry, though, have the snack. Just make it a healthy snack. Right. Not processed. Not lots of sugar. Make it colorful. Yes. All those good All things. those things. Now, I'd like to add that if you're unsure of what's healthy for you or how to put together a balanced diet, if you want to try to do that on your own without having a specific plan... Maybe you're one of those people who really just wants to eat healthier. You don't have the whole, I need to lose a bunch of weight goal. Maybe even talking to a nutritionist or a dietitian can help you get on the right track if you're unsure where to start. Yeah, that can be very helpful. And then I would like to just remind people one more time, before you start anything drastic, please talk to your doctor. They'll be able to give you more specific advice. We're just giving information. We're not endorsing any plan, but we do want you to be healthy and happy and enjoy the food that you eat. All right, I think that wraps us up for this week. You can find us at our website, realhealthchats.com, or on Facebook at Real Health Chats or Instagram, or you can find me, Becky the Doctor's Wife, on Facebook and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey, if you're still needing an accountability partner, please go to realhealthchats.com. Send us a message from the contact page, and we'll get back to you and see how we can best help you reach your goals. On a personal note, our spring is full of exciting things happening in our family. First, we have grandbaby number eight coming the 1st of March. We're super excited to meet him. Right after that, we have one son getting married with another son following him in May and getting married. So two weddings and a baby, all in the next few months. Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing, for sharing the podcast, and for supporting us. Thanks for being part of the Real Health Chats family. What was discussed today is for information only and is not meant to replace or override advice from your physician. 